Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Heals everything. That's a lie. And one of the other big lies told is that time heals all wounds. Somebody told me that there was an interview that happened between some people on this past weekend with Oprah Winfrey and one of the people in the interview said that time heals all wounds. That is not true because just because it's over does not mean that you're over it. I wish there were some witnesses in this building tonight that could be honest and some witnesses online that there are some things that ended in your life, but it still bothered you. There were some relationships that had ended in your life, but you still got mad when you saw them. Can we tell the real truth? There were some people that were no longer in your life, and you knew it was good for them not to be in your life, but something in you got aggravated when you saw them happy victimizing somebody else. Just because it's over does not mean that you are over it. Time does not heal anything. Uh, uh, time, what you do in time, rather, can do one of two things. It can heal anything or can hold back everything. It can heal anything or hold back everything. What do we look at? Hebrews 10.38. But the righteous will live by what? Come on, talk to me, y'all. It's on the screen. Faith. And if he holds back, check this out. You are too far in your walk with God to still be playing elementary games. You are too far, far in your walk with God to still be playing holdout. At this stage of your life, you ought to be like they used to say in the old school church, for God I live, but let me change it for you. And for God I live better. Because the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which means you can never kill a Christian. That's why Paul says some of you sleep. Why? Because when a Christian exits the earth, they only take rest. They don't die. Which is what the scripture says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, which means I'm not trying to die, baby. I'm going to live and live better. I wish you lay your hands on yourself and say live and live better. I 
I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. That's not Bible. The scripture says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means it's here, which means I'm living well to bring heaven down here. I'm not trying to die to get to heaven up there. I'm here to tell you you've been hoodwinked. Come on, Michael. You've been bamboozled. You've been sold a bill of goods thinking that life gets better when you end it. No, life gets better for you starting right here and starting right now. Somebody say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Here's the deal. We often hold back because when you've been hurt, now you hesitate. Let's just tell the truth. When you've been hurt, you hesitate. When somebody has done wrong by you with money, you hesitate with money. When somebody has done wrong by you with love, you hesitate with love. If you've had painful church experiences, you hesitate with church. If you've had painful experiences with light-skinned people, you hesitate with light-skinned people. Come on. If you've had painful experiences with dark-skinned people, you hesitate with dark-skinned people. If you've had painful experiences with white folks, you hesitate with white folks. If you have painful experience with a Latino, you, you hesitate wherever there was hurt. Not realizing that while it's over, it's still in you. This is why you can come out of a situation, but a situation still have control of you. This is what happened with the children of Israel. They spent 430 years in Egyptian bondage. They come out of Egypt overnight, but it takes them 40 years just to get Egypt out of them. And the only way to get it out of them is that the whole generation has to die. Question, what in you has to die because it's holding you back? I wish you knew that the only thing holding you back wasn't the devil, but it's something in you that finally needs to die. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but for you, you said, listen, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same doggone thing. Whatever's got to die, let it die. Whatever's got to burn, burn, baby, burn. Why? Because my next 12 will be my best 12. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's look at this. So let's look at this. So let's look at this. Hebrews 10, 38. It says this. It says, but the righteous will live by what? Faith. And if he holds back. In other words, God says, listen, I'm not going to make you do anything. So, so you're going to have to choose. Right? Say, say, I choose. If he holds back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Check this out. This is God speaking. So God says, watch me. He says, my soul. What's your soul? Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So God says, if you choose to hold back because you've been hurt, if you choose to hesitate because you've been hurt, I no longer find pleasure in you. You think I'm mad about this stuff. I ain't even mad about that. I ain't tripping about your process. I'm tripping about the fact that you let what happened to you 10 years ago interfere with your today. Y'all ain't miss, y'all, y'all ain't giving up that. I, I, I'm angry with the fact that what happened to you 10 years ago still dictates how you move today. And it is one thing, watch me, to be out of it, but it still be in you. So what happens? Holding back holds you back. You hesitate. You think twice. You don't walk by faith. You don't sow like you used to, serve like you used to, believe like you used to, act like you used to. Because somebody hurt me. Right? You don't want to trust nobody now because you're done with people. I'm done with people. Can we be honest? How many of us have ever had a moment like that? I've had several. Listen. Where you're like, I'm done with people. I'm, d- I'm done with people. Not realizing your entire call is two people. <laughs> I-, I need you to stop talking about I'm done with folk. Because can I tell you? Listen, you need to learn how to not let what people do. Since they're not why you started, they cannot be why you stopped. You didn't call me, so you can't hang up on me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're not the one that got me in the game, so you ain't going to be the one to stop me from running the game. You're not the one that got me on my beginning, so you are not going to be the source of my ending. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, deliver me from people. Y'all ain't saying it like I need you to say it. Please say it. Say, Lord, deliver me from people. Because now that you've been hurt, 
you hold back and you hesitate. And here's the thing, you can be married and still hold back from who you're married to because you don't want to put too much into it just in case. You hold back and you'll call it, watch me, you'll call it wisdom. But here's how I know it's holding back versus wisdom. Wisdom remembers the lesson but forgets the pain. Holding back won't apply the lesson because of the pain. You call it wisdom, but it's not wisdom the reason you're doing that. What you're doing is you don't want to be hurt again. You're not even afraid of new. You're afraid of old hurt. But tonight, I, God, it's a hard-working job up here on this Wednesday night live. I just need you to say, I will not hold back. Uh-huh, because your future can't afford for you to hold back. Because you got to take some big leaps, some big steps, some big jumps. And if you hold back, you ain't going to have enough strength to get over to the other side. And I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that's waited their whole life to get to this moment. And you ain't going to mess it up like you did last year. You ain't going to mess it up like you did last time. You're not going to let people stop you like they did last time. I need you to open your mouth and say, I will not hold back. Listen, and here's what we often hold back in doing. Let's go. We hold back doing the work necessary to heal. Healing is work. It's not automatic. Healing is work. It's not. You're not going to wake up one day and just be healed. And that's, that's, that's why time heals all wounds and time heals everything. It's so deceitful because it makes you think, well, it's just, it's going to be all right after a while. Here's what you even say. I'm going to be good. Give me a minute. You will not. Because how many know, after you, listen, after you have that moment, your emotion may be gone, but the wound is still present. So you ain't cussing about it no more, but you're still hot as a firecracker. Come on, Wednesday, let's be honest. Are there any honest people in here on Wednesday? Look, say healing takes work. So you're going to hold back on doing the work necessary to heal. Uh, because of your hurt. And David's words tell us why. Let's look at what David says. This, these next few verses are going to rock your world. This is like Wanda from A Living Color. Let's go. Psalm 38 and 5. Listen to this. My wounds. Stop. The first thing you got to do in healing is realize it ain't nobody else's job to heal you. It ain't your mama's job, your daddy's job. Your, can I be honest with you? You're going to have to heal from a lot of stuff they're never going to apologize for. Can I be real honest with you? Half the folks that hurt you don't even think they did nothing wrong to you while they got a bloody knife in their hand. And I need you to realize I'm healing not because of you. I'm healing because I need it for my... You have to heal from the apology you never got. You're going to have to heal from things that people did to you. And they will swear up and down they didn't do nothing to you. Give me a knife. They will swear up and down that they didn't do anything to you while they got a bloody knife in their hand with your blood on it and a written affidavit to them saying, I just stabbed you. I got you. And I thought you were going to die and you didn't die. So the reason I'm not apologizing because I'm astonished you're still standing. But I just need to check this room to see if there's any survivors in this room tonight. Are there any survivors on my digital campuses tonight? You thought you were going to take me out. What you didn't realize is what you set me up with is what... Somebody holler, it didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. 
They were hoping you'd quit by now. Look at you still praising him. They were hoping you would have ran away by now. You're still here. They were hoping that you would have given up by now. You're still standing. They were hoping you'd be depressed. But what they didn't understand is that that pressed the oil up out of you. They were hoping you were going to lose your mind. What they didn't understand is you finally got your mind together. Somebody holler, and I'm still standing. Yeah. All right, look, look, look. Psalm 35. He says, my wounds. This is not anybody else's responsibility. It's not. It's not. It's not your mama's wounds. It's not your daddy's wounds. It's not your cousin's wounds. It's not your pastor's wounds. They're your wounds. Say, I own my own wounds. Some stuff you're mad about because you expected from people what they never had the capacity to produce. You expected loyalty from people that are disloyal. You actually expected people to like you and they don't like themselves. How you gonna give me what you don't give you? They don't even love themselves. You, you, you expected too much for them to love you. Somebody say, these are my wounds. My wounds, look what David says, they stink. So number one, I got to own them, but then number two, I have to be realistic about where they are. These jokers stank. Stank is an urban colloquialism that means they're unpleasant and their aroma. Stink, here's what it means, unpleasant. In other words, he's like, dealing with this isn't fun. This is why we hold back. Because who wants to walk into a stankin' refrigerator? Who wants to walk in a stankin' room? with a bunch of stinking baby diapers. So this is why we don't want to do the work. Why? Because it stinks. I have to be around something that stinks. The problem is the thing that stinks is in me. Which is why you always need people around. Which is why you always on your phone. Which is why you always on Instagram, always on social media, always got to call somebody. You hate being by yourself. Why? Because you smell it. And if you come around, I can, I can mix it up. But if I got to sit in this by myself, I have to realize that my wounds, which I didn't give to myself, they are unpleasant. They're contemptible. Watch this last definition. This is the Hebrew definitions of the word. They're scandalous. Which means you were wounded on the back of a scandal. Let me see if I can say it another way. They were hoping that this was going to be the situation that made you snap, crackle, and pop. Because, see, you got a good heart, and that's your problem. And I don't mean you should not have a good heart. It's good to have a good heart. What I mean is you couldn't fathom setting somebody up. You couldn't fathom being intentionally evil and deliberately. Who am I talking you couldn't fat because you don't think like that. You're like, love God, love people, love life. But there's some people you've been around in your last 12 months that their whole agenda was, how can I take her out? How can I take him out? Why? Because every time I turn around, they smiling, they praising. They... But I think there's some of us tonight that figured this one out. I will bless the Lord when? At all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Which means I might rock and shake, but you ain't going to be able to make me break. Would you please look at somebody next to you. Say, you may rock and shake, but you're not going to break. 
My wounds stink. Watch me. Here's the next part. And they fester. Please listen. Fester means to undergo physical and mental deterioration and isolated inactivity. Wow. Mouthful. Let me back that thing up. Here, here it is. Here it is. If I look, if I look, look at the screen. Physical and mental deterioration. That means you begin to deteriorate physically. For some of you, your wounds are why you don't want to work out. You talking about I don't have energy? No, your wound. Come on. Your wounds are making you eat the way that you eat. Come on. Your wounds are making you not eat the way you're not eating. Your wounds. It is putting you through a physical deterioration because the job of the wound is to try to make you bleed out. And life in scripture is represented through blood. So if I wound you, I can make you bleed out. But tonight. And mental deterioration. So now I'm not the same physically. So you don't have energy. You're tired. Right? 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 And then now you're deteriorating mentally. There's mental deterioration. So you are in isolated inactivity. Listen to that. Isolated inactivity. You're by yourself and you're inactive. Which means you prayed for more time to do more things, but now you do less time with less things with more time. You didn't have a whole pandemic to get stuff done, and there's still some stuff on your list. And for those of you who didn't maximize your time, I got good news for you. God says you're going to make up for it come the month of March. Because as you heal, you're going to be able to accelerate. Please, I need your faith to go to another level. Say, this is a month of healing and acceleration. Physical and mental deterioration. So your mind starts playing tricks on you. You start seeing what's not there. You start hearing what wasn't said. You'll accuse people of doing things they did not do. But because you are deteriorating mentally and emotionally, your wound is literally making you see things that are not there. You're hearing things that were not said. You're saying you got more against you when you have more for you. But you're focusing on what's against you instead of what's for you because you are isolated, you are inactive, and you are mentally deteriorating. This is what David says. He says, my wounds, they stink and they fester. But look at the next part. Because of my foolishness. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In other words, here's what he says. Everybody, please pay attention. My sin is in how I handled my wounds. Three types of sin in the scripture. One, sin. Missed the mark. Two, iniquity. Generational sin. Passed down, passed around. You got it from your mama. Transgression to willfully deviate from what you know to be truthful. Notice, he says, my sin is in how I handle my wounds. My mistake is in how I handle being hurt because I thought I was exempt. You think because you're anointed, you're exempt. You're not. You're a bigger target. Mm. The higher you go, the easier of a target you become. And I need for some of y'all to not let their arrows make you get off of your square. To not let their arrows make you get off of your assignment. You're not exempt. Somebody say, I am not exempt. He says, my sin isn't how I handle my wounds. My sin, Atlanta, my sin, Chicago, my sin, Miami, is how I handle my wounds. He says, the reason these are getting bad. See, they're already my wounds, but now they stink. That means it took time. And now they fester, which means this happened over time because I'm handling them the wrong way. How was he handling them? He was doing nothing. He was holding back. He was just saying, I'm going to sleep tonight. It'll be better in the morning. No, it won't if I don't do the work now. 
That's why the scripture says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, which means I better deal with this tonight before I go to sleep because I might not have another day to deal with it. So I got to make sure if this is my last night on the planet, I got to make sure that I don't have no hatred against nobody, no bitterness against anybody. Why? I want to be sure if I exit the earth, I know exactly what happens next. So look, he says, my wounds, they stink and they fester because I'm handling them in a sinful, foolish way. I'm making mistakes. I'm trying to drink my wounds away. You're trying to smoke your wounds away. You're trying to sex your wounds away. And I ain't judging nobody. I'm just saying, can we be honest? Come on, you're in church on Wednesday. Come on, let's be honest. Come on, let's be honest, digital campus. It's like, like you have been handling them by either avoiding them or using something that cannot solve them. Taking Tylenol does not remove the headache. It just simply shields the fact that you have one. It's a painkiller, not a pain remover. Y'all still with me? Now let's go further. Look at verse 6. Then we're going to switch versions to the New King James Version. Verse 5 is English standard. Verse 6, we're going to switch versions because I like the way it reads. I am troubled. I am bowed down. Say physical effects. Okay? Look at this. Greatly, I go mourning. In other words, he says, not only am I physically deteriorating, but look at this. He says, I'm emotionally mourning. Which means I am in a, listen, he's saying he's in a perpetual state of sadness. Good news, he's sad about it. Bad news, he's sad about it. Something great happens, he's sad about that. And how, what do you mean sad about it? Somebody tells him something great and he blows a hole in it. Here he goes this check for you. Yeah, but how much taxes they take? If you don't take this check, I will hit you. Anytime something good happens, you automatically respond with something negative because mentally you are bowed uh, or uh, mentally you are bowed down. You're troubled and you're bowed down greatly. You're in mourning. Look at this. And this, you're this way all the day long, which means this is consuming you. You're consumed by something that's no longer present. I'm going to say it slow. I need the people in the back to get it. You're consumed by something in your present by something that happened in your past, which means you are literally not even present in now because you're stuck where you were wounded. Are y'all still with me tonight? It gets worse. Somebody say, let's go. Verse seven, for my loins, and loins don't mean loins the way you may think of loins. Loins is this Hebrew word, listen to me, kessel which means my sides. Look, this is what it means in Hebrew, my confidence. Shut up. He said, the reason I'm not confident like I used to be is because my wounds are affecting me. I'm always, watch me, you're always insecure everywhere you go about everything you do. Why? Because your sides aren't covered. He says, my confidence is full of inflammation. What does that mean? Kala in Hebrew, for my note takers, disgust, parched, dry. The thirst is real. He says, he says, your confidence, so let's break the verse down. You ready? He says, your confidence is thirsty, which is why you fall for the okie doke. Because all somebody got to do is pour a little bit of water on there, and you open all day. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, Wednesday. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But I need you to just make this declaration and say, but I'm getting my confidence back this month. 
You ain't gonna walk around bowed down with your head down. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I need your faith to go up. Please open your mouth and say, in my next 12, I'm getting my confidence back. And that doesn't mean you're gonna be arrogant. It just means when you walk, you're gonna walk with authority. When you walk, you're gonna walk sure. When you walk, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. And somebody in overflow needs to hear me tonight. Somebody say, I'm getting my confidence back. I right, look, 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 look. There is no soundness in my flesh. Soundness there means I'm not whole in my flesh. I'm not whole because I'm wounded. So, so, so check this verse out. He says he's got physical issues, mental issues. He's deteriorating. His confidence is gone. He's thirsty. Which is why you have to be careful when you're wounded. Because the enemy will send the wrong man and the wrong woman with the right plan to get you off your square. Let me translate what I just said. When your confidence is thirsty, somebody will come up and slither real close to you and say something in your ear to try to get you unfocused, get you off of your assignment, get you off of what you're supposed to be doing. That's what happened to Eve. Come on, let's talk, y'all. Eve's confidence was going through something. And because Eve's confidence was going through something, the moment somebody showed up and said something to her that sounded good, here she is disobeying what she knew to be right because her confidence was wounded. Can we go further? Somebody say, but there's more. Verse 8, I'm feeble. Feeble here doesn't mean, what's me, um, just physicality. Because some of you may be saying, well, Bishop, sounds like he's talking about like real wounds. I'm going to show you that he's not in a second. Verse 8, I'm feeble. This means, listen to this, I have no physical strength. I'm tired. How you wake up tired? Who am I talking to tonight? Come on, you got to heal. You got to be real secure. You just wake up like, child. You go to work, talking about, I didn't come in here to work. Let what, let what um start something with me. Just You work in customer service, and a customer calls to get service, and you got an attitude. Hello? Ho. Right? There's no physical strength. You're drained all the time. And you call it spiritual warfare. Watch me. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It's your wound. You be giving the devil too much credit. Stop all that. It's your wound. You're literally bleeding out. Okay, let's go further here. Listen to the second part. Nor strength of character. Which means you start doing stuff you know. You ain't got no business. It's quiet in the church. Can we be honest that when we've been wounded, come on, my hand is up. Come on, online, I need your hand with emoji. That when you were wounded, you started doing stuff, going places. When you look back on some of the folk you dealt with, you were like, that ain't even in my. What was I thinking? What was our own pain? And pain is worse than crack cocaine. Because pain will have you. Feeling and twitching. Y'all still here? Listen to the next part. I'm severely broken. This is mentally. So what does this mean? If something's broken, that means it doesn't work. So he sits down to try to write out a plan. Please, come on, y'all. Why y'all ain't talking to me? But because it's not working right, 
he can't even focus long enough to plan. It takes him 45 minutes to figure out what he's going to do. It, it takes him because it's not working right. So mentally, things aren't connecting the way they should. So watch me. It's a fog. And you're sitting there trying to get stuff done, and you're trying to focus and get things done. But because you're broken, things aren't working right. Listen to this. L listen. He says, I groan. Wait, look at this. You ready for this? Groan there means I confess. Uh-oh. Your confession is your confession. What does it mean? Here's what he's saying. He says, all I got to do is listen to you, and if I listen long enough, I'll hear the wound. And normally it has nothing to do with the people around you currently. It has to do with people who have already exited the stage. And their, their assignment is to mess with the people in your life currently. Because, see, you will miss a treasure because you were dealing with a trick. I just need to... Let me talk over here because these people ain't going to say nothing to me over here. You will pray for good people, get them, and then not know what to do with them because of somebody from your past. But I need everybody in this building and everybody online say, but that's not happening after this month. Say, because I'm healing and accelerating. I need you to praise God for five seconds right there. Go, five. Come on, four. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Denver. Three, two, one. Somebody say, yes, Lord. All right, let's go further, y'all. There's more to this. He says all of this is happening because of the turmoil of his heart. Which means these aren't natural wounds. He says all of this is happening in my mind. Because the only place a wound exists is in your mind. It's the only place a wound exists. The only place the pain exists is in your mind. So what does mind, heart mean in scripture? I've taught you. Old Testament, it's the word leb, mind. New Testament, it's the word cardia, mind. So he says, all of this is happening where I'm bowed over. I'm groaning, stanking, feeble, broken. Because something happened to me. And while it's no longer in my life, I can't get it off my mind. Y'all still with me? Come on, we're about to go up in a second, but I just want to make sure you get this. So look at verse 17. Now I'm going to switch versions on you again because I like the way these read. For I am ready, here it is, to fall. Fall in Hebrew means halt. What's halt to mean? Stop. Now listen. He says, my wounds are so intense, I'm done. I'm about ready, look at the screen, to give up. Why? Because of a wound. From who? Somebody that's not around anymore. And my pain is ever before me. Now, I want to just deal with this verse. Can we have some honest conversation, Wednesday, for just a second? How many of us can be honest that we have been in a place in your last 12 months where you felt just like where David was? Where David says, and I want you to pay attention to what he says, I'm ready. To fall, halt, to give up. Let me help you, though. David said, I'm ready to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Let me talk to them, because these, these folk over there said, I was close to the edge, almost got over, 
But right in the nick of time, God sent a series called Group Therapy. Let me try over here. I was right at the edge, about to throw in the towel. But right when I felt like giving up, somebody holler, but God. Say, I'm healing this month. He says, he says, I'm ready to. I ain't going to. Let me tell you how I know you don't really want to give up because you're talking about it. If you really wanted to, you would have just busted a move. The reason you didn't is because even you know you don't have that option. You talk like you have that option, but something in you says, I've come too far. I cannot turn back. I cannot turn around. God ain't brought me this far to leave me. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself and say, you too legit to quit, baby. You. He says, he says, he says, he says, look, look, all of these effects he's having because of a wound. And he doesn't want to do the work because he's got to deal with all of this stuff. I got to deal with this mental stuff. I got to deal with this physical stuff. I got to deal with having mind fall. I got to deal with all of that. And I have to deal with the fact that I feel like I'm about to halt. Stop. And here's the thing. The enemy, people say, oh, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's not what the Bible says. Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Watch me. It doesn't tell you what the thief is. But if you read the previous verses, it tells you that the thief tries to imitate a shepherd. Okay. 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 It says, he says, I'm the good shepherd. He says the thief tries to imitate a shepherd, which means, watch me, the thief is anything trying to lead you in the wrong direction. Anything trying to imitate a shepherd to take you down the wrong path, to get you to make the wrong move. But I prophesy you will not make the same mistakes of your past. Please lift your hands. I prophesy you will not make the same mistakes of your past. You will not make the same mistakes of your yesteryear. This will not be a repeat. It may be similar, but it is not the same. Wow, right? Look at verse 18. 18 says, this is, this is what snaps. So between verse 17 and 18, something happens. Between verse 17 and 18, something happens. Let me do this for my deep people. Seven is the biblical number of completion. Where my deep people at? Eight is the number of a new beginning, which means he was like, I got this thing. I was about ready to give up. I was about ready to throw in the towel. Then I opened up my eyes and said, but there's so much more living to do. I got places to go. I got people to see. I got things to do. And I can't do it if I'm broken. I can't do it if I'm healed. Somebody say, ready, set, live. Say it again. Ready, set, live. Something snapped. Something snapped between 17 and 18. Because he finally said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This completed me. Y'all remember Jerry Maguire? Jerry at the end. Jerry laid that good line. That wasn't nothing but pimping. That's all Jerry was doing. Jerry walks in. Says, I'd like to see my wife. And she crying, having a little book club meeting. He says, you complete me. You ready? Your wounds, the things that hurt you deepest are the things that help you most. Let me see if I can say it another way. The wounds that cut you, if y'all don't say something, I'm going to throw this mic. 
The things that cut you, come on, are the things that complete you. I will throw this. What cuts you the deepest is the thing that's completing you the deepest. How do you know, Bishop? You wouldn't be in church now if it wasn't for some cuts. You wouldn't worship as radical as you do if it wasn't for some cuts. You wouldn't go up in prayer if it wasn't for some cuts. You wouldn't know the Lord like you do if it wasn't for some cuts. I need you to say, thank God for my cuts. You need to look at your wounds and say, you complete me. You need to look at some phone numbers in your phone and bring up their little picture and their little profile. And don't call them, uh-uh, because witches like to think to get attention. Don't call them, mm-mm, don't call them. No, you just need to look at their profile and just say, you complete me. You need to look back over some situations in your life and say, you complete me. You need to drive by some houses. Don't go up there. Just say, you complete me. Because what you thought was going to tear me up and tear me down, it's the thing that completed me. I needed to get to verse 17. Because in verse 17, something snapped. In verse 17, something came to completion. So now we get to verse 18. And in verse 18, he says, look at, look at, look at the snap. Look at the shift. I confess my iniquity. He said, look, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, he said, if I'm really honest, I need to confess my iniquity. Iniquity, generational, sin was passed down and around. He said, if I'm honest, my bloodline handles things this way. Ooh, ought a curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the history maker in your bloodline. You're the line crosser in your bloodline. I need y'all's faith. Y'all's faith is like a six and a half. I needed to be at a 14. I'm about to push you. You ready? Why? Because whenever you're wounded, we got to get as much air on that wound so that wound can dry out and heal. And the scripture says, and on the day of Pentecost, it was like a rushing mighty wind. Air came in so it could hit them wounds. Air came in so, y'all ain't going to play with me tonight. Air came in so it could hit the wounds. Because come April, you ain't going to be wounded no more. Come April, you're going to be like Jesus coming out. You saw me in my death. You saw me in my burial. But you're about to see my resurrection. We like at six, seven, five. Come on, we on our way. All right, look, I confess my iniquity. He was like, you know what? I ain't even blaming them no more. You complete me. <laughs> you complete me. You taught me that I could have my own flesh and blood against me and still win. Who am I talking to? You taught me I can love like I never knew I could love. You taught me that I could put all of me into something and not get anything back out of it, but I got a lesson. Y'all excuse me. I feel like going up on this Wednesday. Says for my, watch me. I confess my iniquity. Look what he says. I'm sorry. Here's the work. Here's what we hold back on. You don't want to confess what you did. You don't want to confess how you ignored the red flags. 
you don't want to confess how you had 10 conversations about it, which was evidence after the first two that they weren't going to change. Sometimes repeats need to initiate a release. I confess my part in this. I confess my iniquity. Can we just have a moment? Let's just repent right now. Let's just do what David did right now. Say, Father, we confess our iniquity. We apologize for our sin where we were wrong in receiving our own wounds, where we were irresponsible in giving access to our lives. Come on. We confess. We confess. So look, he says, I confess my iniquity. I am sorry. Question, where were you wrong in your own wounds? Because a lot of the times, if you look at some of your deepest wounds, you had enough evidence up front. You knew and you just talking about, I'm, I'm just, just. you have faith in God, not in people. Faith is reserved for God, not people. You can trust the person, but I don't faith. You trust people. You trust people, but we're going to deal with that in this series. One of the messages in the series is called Help. I have trust issues. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you when I'm going to do it. If, if I look, if I look, I'm sorry for my sin. He says, I'm sorry for the errors and how I handle my wounds. He said, I looked at this not as a cut anymore. I did the work. I stopped holding back, and I see this as completion. Like, I'm studying it now. Like, where did I go wrong? What do I need to do different? How do I need to act differently? I'm never going to get away from people. In fact, I want to love better because of this. I want to be a better Christian because of this. I, I'm talking to somebody online where you got tears running down your face right now. You have on a purple colored shirt right now. And you are thinking to yourself, oh, my God, it's just so hard. I'm going to tell you today is your day. This is the day where God says what was meant for evil. He's literally going to turn it for your good. Why? Because you're about to take ownership. You've been blaming him. You've been blaming her. But tonight, you're going to take ownership. And when you take ownership, God says, I'm about to show you just how quickly I can turn things around. I apologize for my iniquity and I apologize for my sin. Look at verse 19. So he's like, I own this. Say, I own this. Watch verse 9, though, or verse 19. Verse 19 says, for my foes, or but my foes, they are vigorous. You ready for this? They are mighty. And many are those who hate me wrongfully. Look at verse 20. I'll know by your response whether or not I'm in your business. Those who render me evil for good accuse me. Okay, that's nobody in here. Because I follow after good. Check this out. He's like, God, okay, okay, okay. I see what cut me as something that completed me. Got it. Somebody say check. check. He says, he says, okay, I own that. I take responsibility for that. And I apologize and repent for my part in that. Say check. check. He said, but now in my present, 
while I'm, please listen, while I'm trying to heal from past wounds, as I'm healing from past wounds, new wounds are being introduced. Which is why some of you say, I just need some time away from people because you think that you have the luxury of healing in private. You're going to have to heal from past wounds while dealing with present warfare. And I need you to know you built for it. I need you to know you got what it takes. And I need you to know it's happening for you and it's happening now. He, he says, okay. He says, but God, but, but wait a minute. But these enemies of mine, they're vigorous. They don't stop. They just won't stop. Like I ain't even trying to do, I'm just like leave me alone. And they keep trolling on your social media. Just leave me alone. They keep emailing you. Leave me alone. And they keep texting you. Keep calling you. Every time you think it's peace, you get an email in the middle of the night with some hell. I... But my foes are vigorous. They are mighty. And many are those, look at this, who hate me wrongfully. Check this out. Here's what he says. He says, there are people who've got people hating me. For something that's not even true. I'm, who am I talking to? Like you got people who don't like you that have never met you because they took somebody else's fake news account about you. But I need you to be grateful why. Genesis 12 says he'll make your name great. And sometimes to make your name great, he first lets them drag it through the gutter so they can see you come up out that gutter and say there must be something about him. There must be something about her. Somebody say he makes my name great. So look, so look, so look. Look, look. He says those who render me evil for good. Listen, he's like I do good for them and these ninjas. These ninjas, they render me evil. What does evil mean in scripture? It means contrary to. It means every good thing I do for them, they do something contrary to me. Everything you do to try to help them out, you find out they sold you out. And then he says, and they're accusing me of stuff. You have people who blame you for why they're depressed. Come on, I'm going to preach through here. You have people who blame you for why their life ain't nothing. And here's what they're really angry at. They're angry that you finally chose to heal while they chose to sit there in their mess. But you bet not back up. You bet not. Look at your neighbor, get a little hood in you. And just say, you bet not. Get a little East Point in you. Get a little Bankhead in you. I watch. <laughs> watch. <laughs> For my Chicagoans, South Side. Or West Side. Or bought all them sides. Listen. <laughs> everybody look, everybody look. He says, he says, they're accusing me because I follow after good. He says, because I chose not to get caught up in their mess. Let me tell you something. There are some people who the fact that you had the audacity to cut them off and not participate in a mess 
they trying to get with everybody, had little meetings at their house. Try, y'all ain't gonna trying to talk about you, but I just want to tell them I trust, and I just want to talk about what I You old lion assassinator. Assassinate is a southern word. They try to assassinate you with your tongue, with their tongues. They're angry at the fact that you could actually move forward. So now they're accusing you because you're not begging them to accept you. But I need you to open your mouth and please say this with my story. Say, say, but that's all right. I'm going to heal anyway. Look at verse 20. Do not forsake me, O Lord, my God. Do not be far from me. So how does he feel? How does he feel, y'all? Forsaken. How does healing feel like forsaken, which is why we hold back? When you're healing, you'll feel abandoned by God. Please listen. When you're healing, you'll feel abandoned by God. Please listen. When you're healing, you'll feel like, God, where are you at? He's like, I'm right here, but you got to do it. I'm going to give you the oil. I'm going to give you the wine. I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to give you the air. Everything you need, I'm going to give you, but you got to be the one to do it. I paid the price for it to equip you to be able to do it. I need you to learn how to lead and bleed at the same time. I need you to learn how to walk and deal with a wound at the same time. I need you to learn how to do both of them at the same time. Still here, I'm almost done. He says, do not forsake me, O Lord, my God. Do not be far from me. He says, you feel so far away. You feel way over there. Can you come closer? You feel, am I talking to you? Like, God, I know you're there, but you feel way over there. And here's why you feel that way. Because you'll see the people that wounded you seemingly prosper. Okay. I'm going to walk off this stage. You'll see the people that wounded you seeming like they're doing well. And you're saying, God, now listen, I'm not perfect, but doggone, how in the heaven, hell, and earth you going to let somebody like that prosper? But I'm going to tell you, God says, I'm just letting them get some stuff. So when I come back and judge them, I'll have something to take. I didn't handle them yet because they didn't have nothing. I let them get something, so I'm going to come back around and say, oh, and about the way you treated my daughter. Oh, and about the way you treated my son. Oh, I got, I got, I got, all right, all right, here we go, I gotta go, I gotta go, because I'm almost out of time, I'm almost out of time. Can I finish? He says, do not forsake me, O Lord, my God. Do not be far from me. Look at verse 22. Make haste to help me, O Lord, God, my salvation. He says, God, could you hurry up? He's like, because listen, I ain't going to quit. But if now one of these ninjas come start something new, I just don't know what I might do. Bishop, why do you talk real like that? Because you don't live in Hebrew and Greek all day. I can take you up there, but I need to make the, my job as a shepherd is to chop this up and serve it up in a way where you can eat it and go live off of it tomorrow. I can't preach way up there and you got situations you're dealing with right here and my responsibility as a shepherd is to chop this up. Because some of you, you've been in church for years and still wounded. 
You've been saved for years and still not healed. And that's come to its end. You've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years. And God says, I need you to demonstrate why. Now is the time for the saints of the most high God to rise up and possess the kingdom. That's who God said you can be and what God said you can have. And I need to let you in on a secret. Say, what's the secret, Bishop? It's your time. I need to let you in on a secret. Somebody say, what's the secret, Bishop? Say, it's my time. Point to somebody, say, it's your time. Say, it's our time. You can think I'm just saying words, but the Bible says, come on, let's preach, y'all. First Samuel 3, 19, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. This is the year you set it off. One thing is about to change everything. Watch me. Watch me. He says, Lord, look verse 22. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. So here it is, Wednesday. Help is here. <laughs> In our series, Group Therapy. How what are we doing? We're looking at how we've lived, learning, then living better. What did we learn last Wednesday? Group therapy is treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder in a group. What did we learn Sunday? Healing is a choice. Some of you need to screenshot this. I'm going to leave it up for a second. Some of you online, you need to screenshot it. Some of you all in the building, you need to do that. Why do you need to shot it? Because you need to see that. So when you go open your photos, you remember to make the choice. So when you feel like saying, I can't do it no more, you remember to make the choice. If Thursday tries to throw some mess at you, you can say, uh-uh, I made a choice. If people try to start some stuff with you, you can say, mm-mm, I've made a choice. Healing is a choice. Job 22, 28. We're almost out of here. You will succeed in whatever you what? choose to do. And light will shine on the road ahead of you. Which means you got to make the choice so that you can have success in it. Watch me. Everybody watch me. You have to choose to heal. Watch me. Even if it hurts. Because to deal with all of that, we just saw David, right? For all those verses, David's like, it's foul and stinking. I handled it wrong. Then he's like, okay, cool. I own it. Then he was like, but while I'm trying to heal, it's hurting because new wounds are being introduced. Watch me. The very area I'm trying to heal is where new wounds are coming from. You're trying to get over disloyalty. Now you're dealing with new disloyalty. See it? Somebody say, but I choose to heal. Even if it hurts. So let's look at this. We in, I introduced you to this man. I've preached on him before. I'm going to look at it through a different lens. Five minutes and preaching minutes and then we out. Bishop, what's your preaching minute? We're going to be done when we're done. <laughs> All right? But I just want to serve this up. I need you to eat good tonight. I need you to go home super full tonight. Because when you're full, when you have a good meal, you just. And I need you to sleep good tonight. Because Thursday's about to pay you some stuff. I need you to sleep good tonight. Because favor's about to ring your line tomorrow. If y'all would go up in the spirit, you'd see it. Can you go up for a second, please? I prophesied that your Thursday blesses you abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all that you would ask or think. Somebody say favor. Come here. Say blessings. Come here. So look, John 5, 7. Here's our guy. I introduced you to him on Sunday. Here's where it hurts to heal, and we're out. Here's where it hurts to heal. And by the way, the title of tonight's message is, It Actually Hurts to Heal. 
Y'all know me. I'll introduce you to it. John 5, 7. Here's where it hurts to heal. Verse 7. The sick man answered. The sick man answered. Who answered? The sick man. Current excuses are from past wounds. Your current excuses are from past wounds. You can track somebody's wounds from their past based on their present excuses. He said, sir, I have no man put me in the corner. Here's what he said. I'm scared to be healed because I can no longer blame anybody else. It's easy if I can blame somebody you never get to meet. This is why people, let me tell you something. If you're a parent, if you're a leader, if all of that, you will get blamed for stuff that, that you didn't have anything to do with. And you want to know why? Because they know they will never meet you. So people will sit up and talk stuff about you. They did this, they did this, they did this, they did that. Because they know their friend ain't never going to call you. So the man is like, I can't blame nobody anymore. This is why it hurts to heal. I'm no longer going to be able to blame anybody. What did David do to heal? He says, he says, I confess my iniquity. These are whose wounds? My wounds. Right? Let's go further. Look, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. So now check this out. He's, here's what he's saying. My actions are dependent on others' actions. It hurts to heal because this is all on me. Like, this has nothing to do with what you do or don't do. This has nothing to do with what you do, what you This has nothing to do with that. A and that is actually hurtful because at least, listen, at least I could blame you for why I ain't where I want to be. <laughs> if I had this, if I had that, if I had. But God says, listen, I don't want to hear all that. Okay, let's go further, y'all. Don't get quiet now. But while I am coming, check this out, another steps down before me. This is what he's saying. I don't move with haste even when I should because I don't want to get hurt. I don't take actions like I should because I don't want to get hurt. How many of you ever brought on, something came on your mind, I said this on Sunday, something came on your mind to bless somebody and then you thought about it a couple of times and said, I ain't doing that. Because in your mind you're like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't know. Really? You're like, do that. I might get hurt. I ain't moving fast like I should. Okay, the water stirred. Come on, you're going to do the water stir again? And who was in the pool? Who was in the pool? Come on, come on, son. You was in the pool. Come on, be, come back in the pool. I'm going to use my same 1115 characters. All right, and who else? You were Jesus. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus had an outfit change. All right, now take this out. So, stir the water, angel. Angel stirring the water. All right, so he says, look, look what he says. He says, he says, Nobody will put me in the pool. Okay? And can I tell you why? You ready for this? Here, come here, son. Uh, not you. You might be able to do it. Not you. Come here, son. Come here, son. Okay. You might be able to do it. I don't know. Uh, okay. Pick him up. Go, 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 go. Okay, okay. Oh. He almost got it, all right? Okay, all right, all right. Look at God. Okay, put him down. I don't need to heal him. If I stay with me, if I stay with me, other people aren't meant to carry you. You are mad at people for not doing what they're not built to do. 
No man will come pick me up and put me in. And you mad at them. Well, I just don't understand. I'm That's not their responsibility. Well, I'm just saying, if you can hear it from my side, that's not my job. Look at this. He says, no man puts me in the pool. Then he says, and th but look what he says, but while I am coming. Now, this is interesting because I want to know, I want to know how you were trying to get to the pool. While you are coming. Hmm, this is interesting, which means you have the ability to move. You have the ability to take action. You have the ability to make things happen, but something about you moves too slow. It takes you four weeks to make a decision that should have taken four minutes. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! got a problem up in the building. Say what the problem is, Bishop. Another steps down before me? Stop! You can walk? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Y'all ain't finna do that to me. <laughs> Look at that screen. Another does what? Steps. He didn't say moves which means he gave equality to their movement and his movement. What are you saying? There was somebody else that was walking to get to the pool, which means I can walk to get to the pool. So here's my question. Why are you still laying on the floor? Lay your hands on yourself. Say, stop acting helpless. Say, you are not. Say, you are not a victim. Say, you are victorious. Say, and you're about to step in your greatest 12. I wish there were some people that would celebrate you on your road. I wish there were some people that would give God glory for you that were on your road. You ain't no victim. Stand up. Why? You can walk. <laughs> you're not stuck in that problem. You can walk. So look. So look. I'm almost done. Look. Look, another steps down before me. So here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. Others are more lucky than me, blessed than me, favored than me. God, you always doing everything for Darlene now. You always doing everything for Shirley now. God, you don't never do nothing for me. You know how ridiculous that looks? Look at how good you live in. Over a half million people in America alone didn't work, watch me were alive a year ago and are not today. And you got the nerve to walk around like somebody them duck. You can, oh y'all ain't go say. You got the nerve to accuse God of it. You still eating? You still got a roof on your head? You still driving good? You and your life is about to get a whole lot better. Look, here's what he's saying. Here's what he's really saying. I don't seize moments, I wait for new ones. This is why it hurts, because now I got to come up out of that shy thing. I got to stop, I'm out of time. I got to come out of that, I just sit in the back thing.
got to come out of that. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want no attention. That's why he's going to let you be the one to get the attention because he knows you ain't thirsty for the attention. And when he can trust you with a stage, he'll put you on. And for somebody in this building tonight, you're about to get put on. I need you to open up your mouth and release a praise that because you're not thirsty for attention. That's why God's about to have your city to look at you, your family to look at you, your community to look at you. <laughs> Let's go. I feel like going up. Verse 8. Come on, go with me. Verse 8. Let's go. Jesus said to him, okay, so go back down, go back down. Jesus said to him, rise. Uh, no, no, hold on. You str- but like do it like go in action, like you're about to tell him to rise. Like, like Jesus, like rise, yes. Yes, that's good, that's good. And then freeze frame it, one, two, ready? Sing, go, and hold, right there. Jesus said to him. Notice he gave all of these excuses. And Jesus said, I'm about to make an example of you. Why? I passed thousands of people. Because what did we learn on Sunday? There were multitudes there on five different porches. He skipped four porches and multitudes of people to get to you. He skipped your mama name, your cousin name, your auntie name, your daddy name, your grandmama. He skipped over a whole lot of people around you to get to you. And I need you to make him grateful that he picked you. I need you to make him, make him feel glad that he picked you. Somebody say, he picked me. Somebody say, he picked me. I look. Look, Jesus said to him, he said to him, he said to him, rise. Hold on. What is he saying? Use strengths you relegated. This is the healing part. Because see, when they stab you in your back, it affects your whole walk. If they get you in your heart, it affects what you want to expose. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He said, I'm going to need you to use some stuff. You've been scared to use it. And it's going to hurt, but it means you healed. Come on. Use strengths you relegated. Then he says, take up your bed and walk. Here's what he was saying. Take what you need. Then leave. (laughs) Take what you need and leave what you don't. And walk. And walk. So why did Jesus pick this man? Somebody say, why? Why did Jesus pick this guy? He's unnamed, which means in scripture, that means it could apply to anybody. You cannot just, from a scriptural standpoint, for those of you, let me go with my deep folks, for those of you that are familiar, familiar with hermeneutics, that simply means that because he's not named, that this can be applied to any individual at any time in any history. This is not a story that's just limited to its principles. This is not a story that's just limited to principalistic application. Let's go. This is a story that now can apply to anybody and everybody that does the same thing that this man did. You can't say, well, he did that for Joseph because Joseph is named. Mm -mm. He's not named, which means he can do it for. Can you say your first and your last name? I need you to say it because somebody with power is about to say it. 
I need you to say it, because somebody that has the ability to write you one check and pay your debt off is about to say it. I need you to say it, because somebody that's got the authority to give you a yes is about to say it. Open your mouth and say your first and last name. Type it on the chat. Look what he says. He says, look what he says. Jesus said to him, this unmanned name. Say your name. He says, rise, use some strengths you've relegated. So where does that tell me that they heard him, the fact that he wanted to lay on his bed all day? They got his mind. Remember what David said, I'm bowed over, I'm tired. So David and this man are really in the same type of situation. He's like, I just want to sleep all day. eat and sleep. Wake up, watch something new on Netflix, and go back to sleep. Who can be honest that you've been there in the, at some point in your last 24 months? Just be honest. You were Bishop Foreman, you and Harvest. Just be real so you can heal. Hear me, Harvest. Let's not never become a group of people that are so fake and religious that you can't heal because you're worried about trying to impress somebody on your road. They don't have the healing that you need, so do not worry about them. You didn't come to see them. He says, rise, take up your bed. Wait a minute, which means you're not as weak as you thought. Because the thing you're laying on, you're about to carry. Rise, take up your bed and walk. Well, I thought this only happened when the angel stirred the water. What does this mean happen? That the man stirred the water. Uh -uh. there's something the story doesn't record because I thought the only time this could happen is that it was the set time of the year where angels stirred the water which means the Bible must have left something out here where John did not see it come on John must didn't see what the man was doing before Jesus showed up why did he skip past everybody to get to this man because this man put a praise and this man put a worship and uh-uh, uh-uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, uh-uh, 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 because when I say something like that, this room should have went on fire right there, so I'm going to say it again, I'm going to say it again, evidently John didn't see something the man did, something happened that John didn't see, because why did Jesus skip four porches and multitudes of people and come to this man, ask the man, do you want to be healed, the man never says yes, the man never says yes. So something must have happened before Jesus got there where his praise was an indication that came under my heart. But his worship was an indication for his celebration. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to let Jesus know your answer is yes. Go! Nine, eight, some of y'all ain't doing nothing. And you might not see nothing. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, my answer is yes. Watch me. Here we go. Something happened John didn't see. 
How do you know that, Bishop? Healing is the children's bread. This is something that is reserved. This is not for everybody. There's some private prayers and some private worship and some private praise that's about to pay off publicly. Y'all can sit on me if you want to. Let me talk to my There's some private stuff. The moments you were suicidal and ready to give up and you opened your mouth and said something, opened your mouth and prayed something, opened your mouth and did something. You did it in private, but somebody say it's going to pay off in public. Let me finish. I got to finish. I'm out of time. You thought he didn't hear you. He heard you loud and clear. And he was waiting until March to come see about you. How do you know that, Bishop? Because if you read the story, the Bible says it was a certain feast time for the Jews. I mean, to tell you, the first feast of spring is this month. The first Hebrew feast is this month. I'm going to tell you, somebody say, it's prophetic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus said to him, I got to quit. I'm out of time. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed. He says, you're going to need the bed, but not as an escape anymore. You're going to use it to recharge. You're going to use it to strengthen back up. Rise, take up your bed, this is going to be your bed tonight, and walk. Who you walking past? You walking past how you thought it had to happen. Some of you said it can only happen if it happens like this. God says, I got a whole nother way to get this done for you. You thought you needed so-and-so to get it done. I'm about to show you I'll use everybody and anybody to get Who you walking past? You walking past, you walking past who you used to want you to put you in the pool. What does that mean? You, are, you have now surpassed people that used to look down on you. They used to say, where is your God and where is your faith and, and where is your breakthrough and where is your miracle? The same people that used to look down on you, you now about to surpass. They shouldn't have put their mouth on you. They shouldn't have counted you out. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? They... Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Say walk. Say it again, say walk. Look at verse 9. I quit. And immediately, shout immediately. When he followed, if I didn't listen, when he followed the word, say the word. Jesus is the word in the flesh. So when Jesus spoke, Jesus is the word. So the man followed the word. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Say, Bishop, what's going to heal my wounds? The word. That's why we're doing this whole series this whole month. I'm just laying it out for you, chopping it up for you, because the word is going to be what heals you. The man was made well the man was made shout it well. 
the man was made. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? I thought he was sick. What was he made well from? The scripture never says what his wounds were. It just says at the beginning of the text that he had an infirmity. An infirmity is the handicap from a wound, not the wound. It doesn't even tell you what they did to him. Why? It ain't going to matter no more. Let me talk to somebody that's going to respond to me. It's not even going to matter anymore. People are going to say, what happened with them? You know what? I don't even really remember anymore. It's about to be irrelevant. It's about to not matter. I just need you to go up in the spirit for a moment and say, it's not going to matter anymore. Say, my wounds are about to be my wings. Say, I'm taking up my bed and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking. Look, and that day was the Sabbath. Watch me. Watch me. What did the man do? What did he do? It's right. It's not deep. It's not, it's not hard. What did he do? It's right there on the screen. What did he do? He walked. He walked. Which means he knew how. Now, it's real simple. It ain't even deep. Some of you are like, oh my God, what's next? That's it. So, somebody say, he knew how. He didn't think he could. You have delayed a whole lot. You told yourself no to a whole lot. You put off a whole lot because you thought you didn't know how. I'm going to tell you, you knew how. You just didn't think that you could. But I came to tell somebody tonight as I get ready to close. Come on, can I be like a Baptist preacher? Somebody say, my future needs me healed. I already know how. And now I have permission to do it. I'm walking. I'm walking. Now prophesy what you're walking into. Walking in the better. Walking in the favor, walking in the dead freedom, walking into a new opportunity, walking into a new house, walking into a new city, walking into your family being saved, walking into using your gifts, calling, skills, and abilities for God's glory. Open your mouth and prophesy what you're walking into. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Come on. Prophesy online. What are you walking into? What are you walking into? What are you walking into? Everybody stand, everybody stand, everybody stand, everybody stand, everybody stand. It actually hurts to heal. What else happened, Bishop? He had to, all them people, listen to me, that had the same issues as him, as him, that he'd become comfortable with, all of those same individuals, he now has to say, God bless you. But I'm not staying stuck in my issue. And either you come with me 
I'm not staying stuck. Either you walk with me, but I'm not staying stuck. One of the hardest things to do is to have, watch me, to want more for somebody than they want for themselves. And you will literally delay your trip, delay your life, delay your journey waiting on somebody else to walk. He had to leave his excuses. He had to leave his blaming. Did this help anybody tonight? Here's what I want to do real quick. My goodness. Here's what I want to do real quick. Here's what I want to do real quick. If you're in this building or you're online and you're not a Christian, can I get you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just 60 seconds? If you're not a Christian in this building or online, I need you wherever you're at. On three, in the building, just wave your hand. Online, do the hand wave emoji. You need to become a Christian. What's the gospel, Bishop? 2,000 years ago, Jesus died so you could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to him. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. If that's you in this building or online, in the building, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up. No judgment, no condemnation, no shame. God loves you tonight with an unconditional love. You're not watching this by accident. You're not here by accident. If you're online, say it's me or do the hand wave emoji. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. One, God's coming to get you tonight. Don't you dare be saved. Nothing but love for you. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. I see you. I see you. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. Let's thank God for the hands we see and the hands we don't see. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. This is my month of healing and acceleration. In Jesus' name. Say, why acceleration? Come on, ask me. Say, why acceleration? Where's my, uh, come, come back, man, by the pool. All right, now watch me. I want you to go back to the position that you were in. Come on back, angel. Oh, the angel moved. Stir the water. So we know he could walk, but he chose to stay like this. So, you know, kind of pull yourself over. Pull yourself over, pull yourself over. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, all right, stop. Somebody say, that's too slow. And I need you to say this. Say, that's how I've been moving. Stand up. No walk. You missed it. It was so simple. Stuff's about to happen real fast for you. I need you to just please, y'all. You are sitting up under an apostolic and prophetic grace. Can you please, when stuff is released, please respond to it. Say, things are going to happen quickly for me. Because as I'm healed, acceleration happens. Wow. I need you to take out your phone. Text decision at 55498. Thank you. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.